Trending insurrection. Hey, this is Lou. I'm here with the great day. Hey, Lou, how you doing? Thank you so much. Hey, listen, listen to this, man. I thought this would give you great joy. It used to be global war, right? right? That wasn't working too well because it was getting too cold all over the place. A lot of these scientists are driven by the money that they receive. And it's not because of climate change. This is just right. like climate change kabuki theater, you know that, you right? So there are a lot of myths about climate change out there that people, pundits, and politicians choose to believe. Myth number one, the climate is always changing and the Earth has been hotter before. Well, that's true. The Earth's climate has changed dramatically over the years, from sweltering ice-free millennia to ice ages. The problem is that those changes occurred over hundreds of thousands of years, not 100. The current rate shows why this is a man-made problem. The rapid change indicates that natural forces cannot be responsible for this recent rise in CO2 and global temperatures. Only man-made influences, including the burning of fossil fuels, could have created this crisis. Myth number two. It's bitterly cold outside, so global warming isn't real. It's something we hear every winter when there is an extreme cold snap. There are record-breaking cold temperatures. Where's global warming? The president even tweeted the myth during a cold snap around Thanksgiving. The truth is that weather and climate are two different things. We will always experience extreme cold, but climate is an average of weather over decades. Several extreme cold events will never outweigh the fact that the Earth is getting warmer. In fact, the planet has broken more than 20,000 records in 2018 for cold weather. But we have also broken more than 40,000 high temperature records. Overall, the climate was and is warming. Myth number three, models used to predict climate change are unreliable. You guys can't even get the forecast right for rain this weekend. How can you forecast correctly 100 years out? Think about a coin toss. Predicting if the next toss is heads or tails is difficult, but averaged over several hundred tosses, you know that you will get about 50% heads and 50% tails. That's the difference between forecasting weather and climate. While day-to-day -day weather is highly chaotic, it varies greatly from one day to the next. Climate takes that weather and averages it out over time, which takes out all the ups and the downs and makes it much more predictable. The consistency of the long-term climate gives us more confidence in the precision of the climate model predictions. So what I just heard there was a bunch of straw man arguments, right? Um, none of them really get to the deep, deep, important part of the science. So really the idea that we really, we really need to concentrate on with global warming is this concept of anthropogenic man-made global warming now people produce carbon dioxide this is true <clears throat> so the idea of awg anthropogenic uh, or anthropogenic global warming agw right is that people are causing the warming by increasing carbon dioxide well here's the problem with that this is the real science behind uh not believing in global warming right carbon dioxide is basically a hundred percent efficient right it's actually 98 percent efficient but close as close as you possibly can be at turning light into heat so the energy that's coming from the sun is something we can't control the amount of energy that absor is absorbed by the earth is controlled by the atmosphere and so you have to ask yourself is 
the amount of that energy uh, altered by the presence of carbon dioxide or the increased concentration of carbon dioxide? And I say no, right? So in fact, I've looked at the science and since uh, basically carbon dioxide is 98% efficient within its absorption spectrum, there's no way for carbon dioxide to increase the amount of energy that it is bringing in because it's absorbing literally all of it. Now, there are some people who I, uh, I recently... So, wait a second. What hit, so, okay, let's, let's use common speak. What Dave is saying is basically... If it's you as have, bad as it can get. If you have a hundred, let's say a hundred, a uh, hundred units of of heat, and you have carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, because it's ninety eight percent efficient at absorbing whatever hits it, it only 2% if that much of that heat gets through which in an atmosphere and a system as large as ours 2% hitting the earth more more or less at any given point 2% of the whatever hit hits heating from the sun would not affect well so not exactly right so we're, we're what i'm actually saying is that the uh, termination distance of light within the absorption spectrum of carbon dioxide is 15 feet. After light has traveled 15 feet through carbon dioxide, all of the light within the spectrum will have been absorbed. And 98% of it will be turned to heat, but the other 2% of it will still be absorbed, but it will be turned into um, other forms of energy like electricity and things like that. Yeah, but nonetheless, well, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> Someone just disagreed with me just because you disagree. Want to disagree with me? Okay. So, okay. So, but I didn't say. Okay. So basically, so basically, and that heat itself would dissipate in the atmosphere before it, which would not affect the plants and animals in our super the superstructure of our of our ecology. Well, um, the the fact that the uh, heat dissipates in the atmosphere is not really helpful. Um, in other words, that's that's just what happens. Um, and they're claiming that the whole Earth is warming, and the atmosphere is, of course, the first part of the Earth that captures that that increase in temperature. <clears throat> so um, basically, they they measure the atmospheric temperature, and they've you know they've got data on that. Um, they also measure the temperature at the Earth's surface, uh, but they can't do that through um, satellites. In other words, satellites really can't penetrate the atmosphere in in the infrared range. Um, so that they they are doing that with the, these ground stations. They also measure, um, they've, they've uh, sent ships out to measure the uh, temperature of the ocean, and they try to measure the um, average temperature of the ocean over periods of time and so forth. Um, but the point is that basically, if you think of the entire earth as a system, it's like, let's say it's a marble and you've got a flashlight. The sun is like a flashlight and you want to find out how much that marble is going to heat up based on the flashlight. Um, that's, that's the macro energy view, right? So now when you, when you pull that down and you say, okay, 
what's going to cause that marble to heat up and carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is one of the possible reasons <coughs> that it could heat up more or less um, then basically what you find is the carbon dioxide doesn't do that carbon dioxide is a an extremely efficient greenhouse gas and it is absorbing all of the heat that it can and you literally can't have like 190 six percent efficiency it's just not possible so if you double carbon dioxide you don't double the energy because it's already absorbing all of the energy that can that it can which is coming from the sun right? so it's well so you're saying it's absorbing it not reflecting it so once it hits the carbon dioxide dioxide it is going no place it's not warming the earth it's just in the atmosphere and then it's absorbed and then you're saying basically it cancels the heat out um no i mean that warms the earth the Earth, you got to consider the Earth and the system of the atmosphere all one thing, right? So it, when you warm the atmosphere, you're warming the Earth as well. So, But you're saying it absorbs it. So how does that play positively to anti-global warming? So the idea of the, the global warming group, and, and specifically I'm going to focus on what people want to do politically, right? So the Green New Deal and all these... Uh, cap and trade, all the all the political ideas that have come forward to um, uh, uh, legislate things that we can and can't do to affect the temperature of the Earth, all concentrate on carbon dioxide, except a little bit on carbon monoxide as well. But we're gonna ignore that for a moment because carbon monoxide is just a different animal. <clears throat> so carbon dioxide. Um, Basically, the warming, let's say this, the warming effect of carbon dioxide is as high as it can be with the current temperature or with the current concentration of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. If you reduced it, you would have to almost eliminate carbon dioxide from the atmosphere in order to change how much heat is absorbing from the sun. Got it. So what you're saying then is it's going to do what it does, which is, let's say, 2,000 rams, whatever that is, per, per, whatever, per ton of, you know, whatever. Let's, if it does that, if you give it more carbon dioxide, it's still going to do the same exact heating. Right. So more Got carbon it. dioxide, same amount of heating. Because the real thing to concentrate, the real value to concentrate on is the amount of energy that is coming from the sun within that absorption spectrum. That's, an, that's beyond our control, and it's coming in, and we it then it is pretty much practically all absorbed by carbon dioxide, regardless of how much carbon dioxide we have in the atmosphere. Now, and I was saying that you could conceivably get the carbon dioxide down enough to where it would actually affect this, but that would be such a low amount that it would start to affect plants. In other words, plants would start to die off and then you'd actually have a problem because the carbon dioxide would, you know, once plants die off, uh, carbon dioxide would shoot back up again because the plants wouldn't be clearing it out. So it, it, I really think it's not, not technically possible to actually get down and sustain a level of carbon dioxide that's low enough to actually cool the earth. Okay. Give an example that, that a layperson would understand. Is there, is there any type of example that you could draw from that to compare it to something? 
is it sort of based on what you said it's like saying if you had a hundred men make love to the same woman and they all in, and they all okay I see where you're going with that let's <laughs> no, just hold no, on a second hold no, on a second hold on a second. no matter how many men or no matter how many men there were it, no 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 she would I think still be just it as pregnant be much better much better to say if you burn a steak um <laughs> I mean I'm trying to come up with a better analogy than the one you just came up with. Hey, but I mean but many. that's a good that's a that's a relatively decent. I mean in other words, if a woman sleeps with one man or she sleeps with 100 men, uh she still she still could get pregnant, right? So I mean that's um uh but no, and they all and they all impregnate her. She's still or, or one of them impregnates her, no matter how many other men you throw at her, she's still impregnated. That's the same as the, that's generally the same as the carbon, because the carbon dioxide has already done its job, no matter how much more carbon dioxide you throw at it. Right, so it's a, it's basically a problem of capacity. In other words, once you reach capacity, you can't get any more capacity. Like, okay. Um, it's like being more dead. He's dead, you're dead. Mm-hmm. You can't be more dead. There so you go. if I shoot you, that's such a better analogy. And you die, and you then could, I shoot you, you five more times. Shoot you five more times. Yeah, you're still you're dead. still dead. So that's that's what carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is like those extra four bullets that didn't matter because the guy was already dead. So the thing is, the first bullet, and whatever that is, right, is doing the job, and then additional bullets don't have any additional effect but they make you feel better you know what i mean like that's that's about all they do for you so here's the thing though carbon dioxide does have other effects that it does actually where the concentration does matter and one of those is in the growth of plants plants do a lot better when they have uh more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere in fact they've done experiments that have shown that plants will grow um really well if there's more carbon dioxide, it's, it's better than fertilizer. So one of the things that we found is that wh when the population of the earth increases, just quite frankly, animals and, and you know, all animals, humans, cows, whatever, uh, all produce more carbon dioxide. <clears throat> and also at the same time as this effect, we've also started growing more food. So it's, it's really actually kind of interesting that this is, they've coincided so you know there were people who thought that the earth was going to be overpopulated and then as it turns out the earth is not overpopulated and it seems like we're able to uh manage this population just fine with this level of population whereas uh you know previously like in the you know in the 50s and then again in the 60s and then again in the 80s Everybody was saying, oh, there's going to be overpopulation and millions of people are going to starve. It's the, it's the Thanos argument, basically, right? But it's never actually come to fruition. Because the more carbon, side, carbon dioxide you produce, the more plants grow. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of other technological advancements that have coincided with all this. So it's, it's everything together, but it actually, um, it's a system that works. So in other words, the plants are growing very well and they're keeping basically the the population of the earth fed which is really cool in fact we've got so much food at this point we don't know what to do with it in fact 
uh, the corn people specifically are trying to figure out what to do with all of the the corn that we have in the world so there's um well the corn chips the corn I, dogs <clears throat> yeah high fructose corn syrup but even all of that we're not eating enough right even even as fat as all americans are we're not eating and, I, and don't get me wrong i'm not putting the finger out at anybody else i'm, I'm a pretty big guy so with as much as we eat and as much as we've taken in there's still more food and they're turning it into ethanol for instance to try to you know fuel cars now this is actually something that doesn't make any sense at all <clears throat> if you put um it, it basically they put like 10 percent ethanol right so let's it, out of 10 gallons of gas you have one gallon that's pure ethanol or approximately now if or or a tenth of each gallon is is ethanol if you could go 30 miles on a tank of gasoline then you can go 27 miles uh, many vehicles for many vehicles this is true some vehicles actually do take advantage of the energy in ethanol but you um for most vehicles if you go 30 miles in one gallon of gas you will only be able to go to 27 miles with a 10% ethanol fuel because the burning of the ethanol gives you no benefit. So let me ask you this. Let's say that your destination is 30 miles away. Are you going to burn one gallon of gas and then stop and walk the additional distance? I'm almost there, but I've, I've you know, burned this, <clears throat> this gallon of, of gasoline so i guess i should stop my car and walk the rest of the way mm-hmm. i mean that's absurd nobody would nobody would walk right so they actually go the full distance drive the full distance now here's the kicker it takes more uh gasoline to get that distance now what you're doing is you're burning gasoline and ethanol so now you've burned the full gallon of gasoline because that's what that's what it took to get the energy to go that distance and then you've burned 10% of that gasoline in ethanol for which your vehicle did not get any mechanical benefit. So now you've actually increased your carbon emissions because you're not you're not driving based on uh, how much fuel you burn. You're just burning more fuel to get to where you want to be. So that's the absurd. And here's the other absurdity. Ethanol is approximately five times as expensive as gasoline so you're increasing the cost of the fuel in order to increase the carbon emissions of your average driver and this is this is mandated by law in our state for instance the state of florida so there's there's no there's no it sounds good things like a corn lobby it is the corn lobby it's also the environmental lobby i mean this is the thing like all these lobbies came together and said hey we want to do this um, you know, and hear, hear what I'm saying. Hear, hear this. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Hear this. Hear this. When I say it's the corn lobby, <clears throat> I'm using that as a type because if you listen to the message of what Dave just said, it's. How many more times is ethanol expensive than gasoline? A gallon? Five. Five. Okay. 
So now you can sell a product. Now the corn manufacturers can sell a product that is inefficient, mandate that it's put in all of our vehicles, sell it for five times more the price of gasoline, and make a profit. And they're using environmental correctness or environmental concerns to support the robbing of the American people. Yes. Okay. So that's where I, where I call it the corn lobby. And so if you apply that same tactic to other businesses, <clears throat> I believe that the Green New Deal is also being supported by not only the corn lobby, but other lobbyists who are interested in... Well, it's being, uh, you know, uh, supported by the socialism and communism lobbies. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Not that. Not even that. No. Not even that. It's, It's big business. Because you have to find replacements for all the things you get rid of. That's the ethanol to the gas. Don't get me wrong. Yes, that'll happen. It hasn't happened yet. Because it's too it's too new and it's only being driven right now by the true believers. And nobody's been able to infiltrate that group yet because they don't understand it and they don't really... It, there's no there there yet. But once there's power, once there's a pie to divide up, they'll rush in with their knives. Okay, so you see what I'm getting at? There's big business behind this because there are things to replace already set up, I'm sure. There are things to replace all things that we should In other words, there'll be, what's the word? Electric cars to replace uh, gas-powered automobiles. Mm, Even more than that. Electric cars, maybe, but there's something else. There's going to be some, there. There has to be something else because you don't drive that hard to the hoop without for for no reason. This is not just to spread chaos and to confuse. There's a reason why this green movement, why Al Gore, Al Gore's an inconvenient truth. Well, why that? Why those type of? And you got a Nobel Peace Prize for that, by the way. But why those things are becoming? why that was even done, number one, and two, why that's being now supported by uh, by a lot of science and the Green New Deal. Well, um, I think that the people in, that are involved with the Green New Deal at the moment are true believers. So you have, um, and, and actually there's, I, I've dug into who's behind it and who's backing it and, and that kind of thing. There's an organization called uh, the Sunshine Movement, Sunrise Movement, and then there's another group called the New Democrats, and these are being kind of pushed forward by um, a guy by the name of uh, Chen of the Young Turks. He's a, He basically is the guy who owns that network, right? The Young Turks, the, the president, the leader, the the owner of the Young Turks. He's pushing... He was pushing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. He's 
um, pushing the Green New Deal. Uh, the, the New Democrats are trying to find, <coughs> excuse me, uh, find Congress people. People they're they're actually having auditions for Congress people. Did you know this is the first step of becoming a congressperson? You audition. Good. I, I had no idea. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. You have, to, you have to have a certain look. You have to audition. I thought you just decide to run. You have ideas and you run. And you know. Well, you have to be supported. Well, you you do need to be supported. Uh, and you know, and actually, it's interesting you point that out because I think a lot of this, um, their their push is for campaign finance reform. What they want to do is they want to create a situation where you can't really get elected unless you have an organization like this behind you. So they want to, in, in they're saying like, oh, we want to stop shadow money and all this. What they're trying to do is institute a situation where you can't get elected without shadow money. You can't get elected without a shadow organization behind you, which is, you know, crazy to me. But that's, that's actually what they're trying to do. And if they get that done, then they are going to become one of the most powerful organizations in America because they're they're trying to put, they're basically putting forward all these Manchurian candidates. Um, it, it's their candidates now. Um, uh, admittedly, they believe in the cause, so this is not like they come in and they're, um, you know, doing what people are telling them to because they don't know any better uh, or or. They're not just following orders. They really do believe in what they're trying to do. But, like, if you've looked at Ocasio-Cortez, and people are starting to point this out, uh, anytime she goes off script, she gets whacked. I mean, she gets absolutely embarrassed, humiliated. And I think that's a big deal for her, right? Because she is, you know, when she says things like, uh, unemployment's low because Americans have two jobs, um, she's been ridiculed ad nauseum for that, and I think that really does matter to her. And she's starting, you're starting to see her stick closer to the script. And she's had these like moments where she, um, you know, is questioning people in uh, various committees where she comes up with these really complicated questions about legal um, nuances that she has absolutely no idea about. Um, but obviously, she's being fed this from somewhere else. So anyway, yeah, they are trying to get they're they're trying to get this so that you can't get into Congress unless you have the backing of a major organization like like this. And it's not going to be the parties either. It's going to be uh, the the New Democrats and organizations like that. Um, and, and right now, the New Democrats are the only people playing this game, so they actually have a a big lead on everyone else. Oh no! Everybody's been playing this game. No, no, not the way they're, they're not this. This is a new game. Oh no, no, no! Mm-hmm. I believe that that uh, that organizations have supported candidates and both sides. I think I've said it before on the show for years. This is nothing new. This has always <coughs> been going on. Powerful men and women will not see their view. Will if you have the power. I don't know why you wouldn't use it. They've been using it for years. It's not just them. They just the right has been using it. The left has been using it. Everybody who has power and money and influence uses it to to get what they want between with geopolitical geopolitically or, or just uh, locally within a government. I mean, they've always done that. I don't believe it's just the new Turks and I. I don't think. I think this is this is kind of new, right? No, so this, you have. This, well, let me tell you what's new because. 
you have organizations historically that have waited for a candidate to arise and waited for a candidate to say, hey, I'll run, right? And then, and, and they don't really look far and wide. They look from the candidates who are trying to run for the office. And they don't go out and, and go, okay, we're going to have a casting call for Congress people. Um, submit your bio, submit your face shots, submit your, your headshots or whatever so we can see who you are and we can decide whether or not we want to, um, you know, support you and then they they pick and literally if you're not picked you don't run uh, because that's because you never got the support and you don't have the thing but if you are picked everything is basically set up for you and you just go out there and talk and you just do the speaking part and you don't have to do any of the organization that's that's new and different from yeah I think it is no mm -hmm. that's always been going on no no yeah, that's, that's uh, not, always been. Yeah. I think that what people do is, you know, organizations, and this is how it's always, because I've been in politics my whole life. And the way that it always works is somebody decides they want to run, and they go out and run and try to garner, garner support. And if they don't get support, usually they don't win. But the people who do get support then end up uh, becoming your elected officials, right? And that is based on ideas, not how you look. At it's, least most it's, of the time. It's everything. It's, it's the mixture of, I believe that it's the mixture of, of everything. I, th I think <clears throat> that it's also how you look, it's your politics, it's, I'll, I'll, let's put it this way, I'll, let's put it this way, I'll, I'll give you some information. Mm -hmm. The top lobbyists, the top spenders, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce lobbies $1.5 in lobby money they spend. National Association of Realtors. Five four three four four eight zero eight three, and and these are just numbers. Oh, they're getting a return on that investment. Yeah, they're just just these these are just what we know of. You know, American Hospital Association. Three seventy two four four five eight five five, Pharmaceutical Research. Three six four three seven four. A five five zero General Electric. They're a heavy bit. Wow, they lobby a lot. Three five nine six one two. Well, now you do, do realize General Electric made like some obscene number of billions of dollars, um, and I can't remember if it was last year or you know in prior years, but they've they've come out and said, hey, we've paid no income tax. We we had no income tax uh, liability this entire year, and I'm like. How can you make that much money and not have to pay any income tax? But that's that's that all makes sense. I mean, as a matter of fact, realtors are number one, right? And what is the cost of housing is is being inflated. <laughs> what do you have for <laughs> medical and medical insurance? We all know that. Blue Cross Blue Shield is another one. Prices I mean. through the roof. Then you get the, the um, what did you say? The, uh, oh, golly. There's, there's so much more there. General Electric, right? Who pays Across no taxes? Business that makes sense. Roundtable, mm -hmm. AARP, two eight two six two. Well, sure, but that actually makes sense because yeah, old people are gonna vote. <laughs> yeah, Boeing, uh huh, two seventy four. This is one company. One company, Boeing. They're high. 
274-803-310. Yeah, but their entire like existence depends on military spending. So you Northrop, can... Grumman, Lockheed Martin, all of these guys are high. 272-125. Yeah, it makes sense for military contractors to uh, spend a lot of money on lobbying because basically the government is their only client for e- that type Exxon of stuff. Exxon Mobil. Two, two, five, four, seven, four, two, seven, four, two. Mm-hmm. AT and T, two, four, eight, five, one, four, six. Well, now I, here's the thing behind Exxon Mobil. Here's here's what a lot of companies do. And I, I don't know, but I would suspect Exxon Mobil is in this group. They are engaged in a business that's making them a lot of money. Yeah, and then they lobby for disingenuous reasons. And I would bet, like environmental reasons is probably the number one thing but then they lobby for like restrictions on their business so that other so the competitors can't come in <laughs> there, there's more <laughs> Go southern ahead. co southern i don't even know what that is no no they are edison electric institution we probably institute we probably should find out two two four seven nine five nine five five verizon communications two four four nine five nine one zero nine Comcast one nine seven five three four three two. Yeah, they're heavily regulated, so of course they spend a lot of money in lobbying. So, if you when you start realizing that a lot of these, and this is just the general money. Now, if you want to see, we're talking we're, talk, we're talking about Congress. So, top interest group giving to members of Com Congress, and there are a few of them. A retired. One one zero three zero six nine zero three. Was that retired? Yep. Democrat. What are they? D M and G O P. Fifty eight percent and forty percent. Top recipient is Ted Cruz. A Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Oh well, I like them all the same. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I, I really don't. So I can't. I can't. Uh, That's the retired people, top recipient, but they're 40, 40, 40. Just retired people, like retired individuals. Just as retired, an interest group called retired. Uh, lawyers and law firms. Eighty. Uh, eight oh well, now that that sounds like it's it's a group of people then. Yeah. Lawyers and law firms retired. They're retired. Yeah, that would make sense. Securities and investments. <clears throat> John Turner. Wow. So with the um, here's the problem with uh, campaign laws the way they are, you can only take uh, a certain amount of money from individuals. So like a corporation can't just hand a candidate a million dollars anymore. <laughs> so that would make sense that it's these are groups of people. Oil and gas. <coughs> Ted Cruz, uh, Republican <laughs> Tex- Texas. He's the highest. Texas guy. Texas Republican getting a lot of oil and gas money. Of course he is. <laughs> and then uh, here's the thing though I don't dislike oil and gas lobby because as long as they're not trying to get like I said uh, protection for their business as long or from in, in other words protection from the other people who would want to engage in the same business I'm okay with that well okay what I'm saying is because we're talking about who's getting helped my point is There are many people who are getting help and assistance under the table, I'm sure, and and over the table, I'm sure. Basically, and and uh, this is just what we know of. 
and so my point is that the groups who are supporting other candidates to get certain things done which is and and so I just believe do you think that Ted Cruz was ever at a casting call for senators do you think he answered the ad in the newspaper Uh, yeah I'll explain one of my good friends is involved in politics and she talks about how they groom people for office and part of that has to do with their image who they marry it has to do you are I've been talking about this you have handlers everyone has handlers there is no one who gets across without having some type of handler except unless you're the uber rich and that's a little different but for regular people who get involved they have hammered they're picked by the party for certain reasons and they're picked from a I've 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 thrown Trump in your face enough times after you've said arguments like that haven't I I understand that but Trump but that's why I said except for the uber rich there's certain people who their money can get them past the handlers but everybody else has handlers and to believe that it doesn't happen is I don't know no no I'm I'm the uh, handlers. See, the thing is, the the term handler seems to indicate that it, you know more is happening than is happening. I've been a campaign manager, okay, and I've been a campaign manager for a guy who was basically determined to lose, and there was no way to handle this guy, right? Like, and some of the stuff that he did was really great. It was brilliant, and it was bold, and it was awesome. And then other things he did was were stupid and and self-destructive yeah so i mean at the same time did he win no no he lost there you go there are people i know for a fact he was always gonna lose i know for a fact Uh that certain people are asked to take the fall when they take the fall they get positions later on uh, better positions later on i would i I know of many politicians who who've gone through that situation because i said as i said i'm a confessor for many well-to-do people and they tell me all sorts of stuff and my, the point is, this is what happens in government. That's politics. You are, when I say handlers, they're, they're, you, they're, some of the handlers have to do with money. They teach you how to dress. That Some people even tell you how, to, how much scuff to scuff your shoes. You have image consultants. All of this is done in politics. Yeah, I hate all that, by the you, way. I wouldn't, because people judge you on your appearance. People judge you on how you sound. They're trained, how, they're taught how to speak, the I wise think, ones. I think people want honesty more than they want a polished image at this point. We don't, we don't want people who are, like, basically being handled like that. You, no, you don't want to know. Everyone's being handled, even those you think are innocent and honest. You just don't want you don't want them to look like they're handled. There you go, and so that's what that's where the truth comes. That's where the 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 professionals look honest and sincere, but they're handled. Everybody is. Anybody in politics would be, because you have to get a because if they're putting hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, sometimes millions, if your party is to get you elected. I guarantee you they're going to have some stipulations for what they want you to do and how you need to do it. It's just common sense. Where my, my advice, their advice, I guarantee you, follows their money. There's no way possible it wouldn't. If you were investing um, money in a client, uh, lots of money in a client, you'd say, hey, why don't you try this? Well, now that, that concept that their advice follows their money, that's the problem with politics right there. Like, hey, we give you money and our advice follows it 
and we teach you how to campaign, but then also once you get into office, we expect a return on our investment as well. Yeah. And I think that's really one of the problems. Well, yeah. But I mean, if, but, but if I helped you get elected, you're going to tell me, you know, I like, um, are you going to bite the hand that fed you? I think it was Senator Webster who said, and, and of the, of the dictionary Webster's, not the, uh, the TV show Webster's. Uh, he's he. That's funny, by the way. Stood on the floor of the Senate in the 1800s, and he said, and he gave a speech, and he said, uh, and this was back when fifty thousand dollars was a lot of money. But he said, if anybody liked that speech enough that they want to give me fifty thousand dollars, I'd be happy to stand on the floor of the Senate and give it again. And that was the attitude. It was that's the attitude that I have towards politics i believe what i believe and if you're gonna give me money for believing it then great awesome wonderful however if you think you're gonna give me money and i'm gonna change one word of my speech for you it's not gonna happen it's absolutely not gonna happen so i think that uh we just need more people like webster i don't know what his politics were by the way i just know that you couldn't change them with money he didn't like minorities. <laughs> didn't care for women voting. You're making that up. I am. <laughs> I know, but it's awesome. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty sure he was a Republican, uh, an abolitionist. So I mean, um, he didn't care for. He didn't care for big business. Um, he didn't like farmers. They, I don't think they had. Didn't like all they had were farmers. They didn't have big business back then. <laughs> I'm trying. Try I am attempting to cover all the bases in my. Uh, yeah, we do need more people. A big but, business but, would have been a newspaper at the time. I mean, when you think about it, though, you you do need unless you're the very rich, you do need the help of others to get your message out, and I think that's where the pandering comes. Our only problem is. I think social media is changing that, though. That's, that's the great thing about social media is you can now, a single person, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a lot of her power right now is coming from social media. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the fact that she's being uh, reverberated by those who hate her and love her alike is, uh, is amplifying her voice. Yeah, social media has changed that. Well, you know... You didn't want to talk about this, but speaking of how the media has changed someone, you, you, you were bored by it. But what about the man, the man from Empire who was cut? And he said that he was accosted by some gentlemen. And, and I know we have at least mentioned this at one point. According to Chicago... They, 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 they have. Uh, he's now off the set of Empire. Uh, the, yeah, the Chicago PD um, is claiming that he has. Uh, he faked the whole thing. There was a. I can't remember. If it was fourteen or sixteen count indictment that came down against him, and each and every single instance of him lying was counted as a separate count in that indictment. Now, <clears throat> of course, he has a presumption of innocence. I, I wouldn't want to take that away from anyone. But this guy, when he first 
said these things, my internal BS detector went off. And I said, uh, I, I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm not going to tweet about it. I'm not going to get involved in the argument or the discussion because I just, first of all, I thought it was, <clears throat> it was really nasty, right? What, what he was trying to do is he's trying to basically say that there's so much racism and homophobia and whatever else in the world that uh, people had attacked him because of who he was. And I'm like, first of all, I've never heard of you before this point. So, you know, if anybody else is like me and not interested in that kind of thing, they're probably not watching Empire. They're probably not paying attention to you at all. Um, so the idea that somebody would be upset enough at him to go attack him, um, it, it rang false to me. But at the same time, I mean, it's not that one-off situations don't happen, right? It's just that there's not a, there's not a lot of that. Like, I'm, I'm, nobody's going around looking for... Uh, I can't say that's true. There are e there's evil, and evil has not taken a break. Well, I'm not saying that evil is taking a break. I'm just saying that there's not many people out there motivated by racism to go attack black people. It just It's not a very common occurrence. Well, I don't know that. I can't say it is or isn't. Well, there are statistics on it. Now, the, um, so, it, and actually, the, here's one of the things, right? One of the so, things... Wait, hold on. Some would say uh, that the very fact that you have more black people in prison says that that's exactly what's happening. Okay, well, now that's, so, that's an issue. I don't see those two things as wait, the same, but I would totally... It's an attack by people in Agree power. that we need to get them out of prison. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm just simply saying, if you're talking to a black person, they might say that they're using the law to attack black people. They're using the 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 police to attack black people. They're using the system to attack black people and minorities. And they're using the and so there are people going ahead. That you we, a, a black person will say, "Oh, what what did you do wrong? I was driving while black. That's why they stopped me." Uh huh. Or so so I would say that. To say that there are not a lot of people doing that, it would depend upon, one, your perspective, and two, what you consider violence. Because you talk to, if, if you spend time talking to the black community... I'm talking about crime. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about law enforcement at the moment. I'm talking about crime. So, and here's the other thing, right? I would say that the the perspective is really important because if you're looking at, if you've got a police officer... and, I, and the information that I have, as much as I am not a big fan of police anyway, um, doesn't show me that police are engaged in activity that is motivated by race. Now, that doesn't mean that it doesn't have an outcome that is uh, biased in a racial way, right? So there is definitely more and a higher percentage of black people going to jail um, in fact, I've heard um, authors who have really gone back and looked at things that happened in like the 60s and 70s, and you know they looked at the enforcement of drug laws in in those times, and there were actually there, there was one interaction uh, where at least one uh, captain of a police crew or unit 
said to one of his people, uh, the, the, the person said, hey, you know, I'll bet there are white people that are violating these drug laws as well. And he said, oh, no, no, no. Listen, that's just nothing but trouble. White people know lawyers. They know politicians. They know they know all these people. If you go start arresting white people for drugs, it's going to be problematic. So don't go and do that. Just stay in the black communities and arrest them. So it wasn't necessarily a matter of race that was motivating it. It was a matter of you know human laziness that was motivating it. And it was a matter of going after vulnerable people. And I think that's that identifies for me what really is happening um, in <clears throat> in the world of racially biased police enforcement. Right? It's not a matter of we hate black people, we like white people. It's not white supremacy that's that's happening. It, what's being played out is relatively common human um, failings, like laziness and and going for the low-hanging fruit and things like that if you go after some black kid on the street he's probably not going to have the money and his family is not going to have the money to get him a lawyer the same way that some frat kid in college is going to have the money to get him a lawyer i'll give you some examples and these are all anecdotal but i think remember the rodney king beating every uh, until that was caught on video. White people swore that this type of thing was only anecdotal. Oh, maybe it happens, but I don't think that's happening. Because people have, And then you have the people planting evidence on uh, the, you know, the sprinkle, one of my favorite thing, sprinkle some crack on it and say it's regulated. The people tra- planting guns and evidence. Oh, police don't do that. Oh, they never do anything like that. And then we found on a video, and all, then it's, well, there must not be that many. Um, then you have the point is that until it happens to you, it's never that many, because nobody wants to believe that there is a system that is against that's specifically against so many people. Mm-hmm. Whether you be poor, whether you be poor white, poor black, or or or, and and but no one wants to believe that people could be so misaligned uh, or mal- maligned against. A, a, a group of people, especially in America, but that's that. that, that I, I assure you. Okay, but we're talking about crime rather than the system. If we want to talk about the system, I would agree that it's stacked in a certain way. Well, well okay, but not. Well, just think about it this way. Think about it this way. So when I I know you're talking about crime, but my point is that the criminals have now become police officers. That's what I'm saying. And, okay. then, and then the system has a, and the this, this system has allowed them now to. I'm just trying to keep this focused on what we're talking about. Okay, That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I, I'm. Just I'm not saying, even argue, I'm not even disagreeing with a lot of your points. A lot of your no, points no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you are. I'm not mad at you. Right, but, uh, right. What I'm thinking in terms is that, and but that's just what we know about. I am thinking that there's still, that there. When you say not a lot of people. The percentage of there are not a lot of uh, hate crimes going on right now. Well, the, the statistics actually say that this the number of hate crimes has tripled since uh, I think Trump has gotten in office, which is exactly the problem, right? Because in other words, nobody's seeing it, but the statistics are saying, "Oh, it's happening." Well, here my but, question is: Okay, well, that that's that that could be. 
I can't even say that's true. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I can't say that it's true. Okay. Because, and I'm arguing on both sides of this argument, because a lot of things that are called hate crimes these days are things that we might not consider hate crimes because the, because the, uh, because the, the, the bar has been moved right. further toward. So I, I won't even, I won't even use that. I was just, I'm just saying that in general, you know, and I, I say this a lot and you disagree with me sometimes, but I say this a lot. I just don't believe sin is, the evil is taking a vacation. I believe that evil, if anything, evil is getting worse. So I want to I want to say that there's there are even more crimes of passion. There are even more hate crimes that are happening that might have been that might not have been hate crime that that might have happened. I said there there's more of everything. I think perhaps maybe the hate crimes might have changed venue, <clears throat> meaning evil people have gotten something else to have found a new target to hate. <laughs> Does well, that make sense? Um it it could just be that uh, evil has moved into the establishment rather than remaining out in the the criminal form. Well, that's what I was saying about the okay. the, the system, but that's neither here nor there. But but uh, go, go into what you're saying. Let, let's talk about the hate crime statistics, for instance. Um, in New York City recently, there was a young uh, there was there were sidewalk chalk drawings that showed up that talked about Hitler and they had swastikas and all this other nonsense. Yeah, go on. And they arrested. They finally they found the culprit because they weren't going to let that hate crime go. That was a hate crime, and they said it was a hate crime, and they said they're going to prosecute it as a hate crime. And when they finally found the twelve year old kid that did it, they they arrested him. <laughs> yeah, you go. And threw him in jail, at least for the weekend or whatever. Whatever. Right? Yeah, go on, go on. So they they did arrest a twelve year old kid for that, and a lot of people are pointing out this. I mean, this is obviously an anecdotal case. But they're saying, does this go into the statistics? Is this what you mean when you say hate crimes have tripled in the last, you know, couple of years? Are you talking about stuff like this? And then also, um, there was one from, uh, I can't remember if it was 2017, but there was a, a, a homosexual person who wanted to be a victim of a hate crime in much the same way as Jesse Smollett. And he burned down his own home and the police uh found out uh, they were the the investigators whoever they were found out this was the case because his clothing was covered in accelerant and then his timeline was not working uh his timeline didn't work out and also he had just bought a gallon of gas from the gas station so they they found all that evidence and decided or determined somehow that he had burned down his own home that was easy okay so (laughs) So, well the thing is that people are questioning the statistics on hate crimes at this point and i I agree okay i believe the fbi that nothing not that i believe much of the fbi (laughs) they're they're bad Uh, you know i've i've I've, once again some of my constituents (laughs) and my informants have had bad run-ins with the fbi that have been less than legal but anyway but but i digress Okay, so according to the FBI, in 2017, there were, in America, there were 7,106 single bias incidents that involved uh, 8,126 offenses 
8,493 victims and 6,307 known offenders. There were uh, 89 multiple, multiple, no, 69 multiple bias incidents reported in 217 involving 311 offenses, 335 victims, and 63 known offenders. So according to them, that so these are things that they prosecuted and found probably guilty. They, they had a, a verdict. These were true cases, and, you know, for, for America, for a year, 6,000, 8,000, eh, doesn't sound like much. But what was the increase again? Well, I can't say it's an increase. I'm just saying what the numbers are. Okay. I didn't say what the numbers are. But I, I can't say it happened a lot. I, I'm just saying that I believe that these things have always happened, man. I, I believe that, that, um, that, that we've just, what's the word? I believe that. And all I'm of not saying they don't happen. I'm just saying that you have, uh, you see, and that's why I didn't talk about it because it was really suspect. But it's not like it couldn't have happened. Like, I didn't have enough no. information at the time to say it's definitely false. Listen, I, I think I, I do now. I, 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 all I can say is that, I, I, all I can say is that most people who who will uh, who say they were raped or who said they were uh, molested or who said they were a victim of a hate crime or victim of sexual harassment I want to say eh, most people probably <coughs> feel something might have been done to them most people I could be wrong well here's here's what the statistics on rape show at least if you believe the the feminists real rape is approximately 10 times more common than false accusations of rape however they say that only about 1 in 10 rape victims actually reports yeah i know so of anecdotally i know guess of. what that means though that means that of the reports half of them are false I will say this. It's a coin flip. I, I will say this. Mm -hmm. Anecdotally, I know of one, two, three, maybe four women. I think three women who have been raped terribly, actually. And when I say terribly, meaning not just one by one person. And never accused the guys of never went to the never accuse the guys and went to accuse the guy. A lot of women do not do that uh, for some because of embarrassment and because they just want to sweep it under the rug. I understand. So and and so uh, uh, it's it's sad so that so some women do not talk about it. Uh, but I've also seen situations where what I told you about the situation with right, right. with one of my one, one good friends false that accusations. false accusations right so so the same I think the same but this thing is this is what I'm saying of the accusations of the women who accuse half the time it's true and half the time it's false yeah and I then that. It's, yeah. it's a coin flip right I mean you have it like if you're in and obviously again I mean I said at the beginning with Jesse Smollett presumption of innocence and I'd say the same thing about a guy who's accused of rape he has to you have to go in with the presumption that the accused is innocent 
and then and and make the prosecutor prove his case. I agree with that, and I think with Jesse Smollett, mm-hmm. it would not ring true because he's famous, and for most people, even those who are prejudiced they usually put their prejudice on hold and give famous people some type of pass I would say for most people who prejudge they'll say yeah but not that one because when they make an excuse for it you yeah know. like if you're like a racist but you still want to get your picture taken with uh, Samuel Jackson <laughs> yeah, exactly because <laughs> you're a Marvel fan and yeah, you, know, yeah, you know he's the one he's the one uh, guy Nikki, you're gonna you're gonna go for yeah you know yeah that's a good that's a good example or or uh, that's funny that's a good really good example but yeah or I mean, or if you're if you're um, if you're racist but you you think that Lou is awesome and you want to get your picture taken with Lou, that would also be acceptable. We, we'd, we'd welcome you. Yeah. <laughs> $1,000 a ticket. Okay. So, or if, or if you hate men, you know, and, you know, I, you I, want to get your picture taken with a man because he's famous. I know a lot, <laughs> well, some of our, there's a very famous person who is reportedly known to hate men but she still does a lot of stuff with men but she doesn't like men much and um, she will remain nameless but there are a lot of women like that who just have lots of issues with men and they still you know they work with them take pictures with them and everything well listen I've, I've been on the internet before and I have met all kinds of women with all kinds of really weird, like even even lesbians who had very interesting um, uh, fantasies about men, you know. So like, there's there, I'm not gonna get too deep into that because you know whatever. But I mean, there's there's every kind of weirdness out there. I think. So okay, so let's so take that, put that into consideration, add that to your filter. Okay. So you have a famous guy. Who was on a show that is has been wildly popular for 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 a little bit? You know, Empire was considered popular. The chances of him being accosted, first of all, he should have security around him. No, no, he's not that famous. I mean, come on, like, uh, who? Justin Bieber doesn't have twenty four seven security. Come on, you know who does? Taylor Swift. <laughs> wow, you had to oh, do find I, a way. Well, she's she, you know, she's obviously, um, uh, well, I mean, I think she needs it. But the point is, there there are a lot of famous, and maybe Justin does have it. And I just don't know. But there's a lot of famous people out there who do not have twenty four seven security. Like, you know, there's senators and congress people that don't have twenty four seven security. Actually, <laughs> I saw this video the other day. Uh, and, and this was probably one of her more endearing videos, but Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got attacked by a large slobbery dog. And when I say attack, I mean cuddle attack. I mean, it was a, it was a slobber fest. It was, um, you know, one of those, uh, what do you, what do you call them? Bulldogs. They were like, you know, like the kind of the fat with the stubby legs and, and yeah. 
big slobbery mouth. I mean, it's kind of my worst nightmare right there. I do not appreciate slobber from from big animals. But um, I mean, I love dogs, but just not the slobber. Anyway, uh, yeah. So she apparently got accosted by this dog, and I'm like, man, she doesn't have security. But um, yeah, no, they don't. Like uh, Congress people don't have security, and senators don't have it, and all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, I mean, some of the stars have lots of. I would expect, I would expect, like, um, you know, your Jay Z's and Beyonce's to have twenty four seven security, um, especially the ones that uh, have businesses, right, where they have continuing income and they're never like really out of the out of the eye. Like, yeah, Jay Z and Beyonce, I see it on your your screen there. Um, they have the four million in this per year. Wow. Who's this? Oh, he's a, he should be. Wow. I see like a Middle Eastern guy in a suit. That's, that's all I can make in, out over here. He's in India's richest. Oh, okay. Wow. He, yeah, 25, he's, he's a uh, 25,000 a month. Wow. He was number one? Yeah, I think so. Maybe, maybe this is. Well, I would definitely. Angel like, Jolie Bradford, two million a year. Uh huh. Yeah, the more in and actually, I would kind of say the more attractive you are, the the richer you are, the more attractive you are. You know, the, the more you need that. So for that, that's kind of a confluence um, or a convergence there. Like obviously, Beyonce is uh, thought to be. Uh, how should I put that? Uh, attractive by millions and millions of people. Um, and she is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying she isn't. But uh, she. Uh, you know, she definitely has the appeal, um, and uh, I don't. You, you see, here's the thing. I think women. You know, when I think of what the, what is the danger? I, I don't generally think that women uh, who are attractive are in more danger than men who are attractive. But I mean, there's there's still people out there who would uh, want to kidnap Jay Z. I'm sure. Oh God. Yes. But for the money, mostly. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, if you're in another country, like India or even Mexico or, you know, many countries around the world, um, kidnapping for ransom is a major industry. Yeah. So you can't, you can't let that... Uh, yeah, wow. You can't let that escape your notice. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, that's one of the challenges with with being famous you attract a lot of unwanted <coughs> attention you, you do realize that's like our entire goal here right like we're trying to become famous i don't want to be famous i do <laughs> i just want to be understood <laughs> i mean I, the fame i would like is and i say this tongue-in-cheek not even tongue-in-cheek i like bill cosby's fame I don't want to be that kind of famous. <laughs> well, not, well, not now. But I think he had the fame. He had the I can walk the streets fame. He was well known and well respected. And he could walk the streets and he would not be mobbed. But everybody rec a Jerry Seinfeld fame. Chris Rock fame. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld has great fame. He right. can walk. He walked the streets of New York and uh -huh. say, hey, Jerry. And he's well known. And 
you know he he can go anywhere and he's Jerry Seinfeld sure you know sure. I, I think that type of fame is well you know um Chris Rock actually said <laughs> said recently uh it was one of his skits I think it was Chris Rock maybe it was uh, Dave Chappelle anyway he was talking about the cops and he was like you know I've got the kind of fame that um I'm I'm only famous from within 50 feet because any further out I just look like some other black guy so he was like cops will come up to him and harass him and then they get close enough to realize that it's Chris Rock and they're like oh you're Chris Rock and the like it totally changes but you know outside that 50 foot radius cops are still jerks to him well that's because and one of my one of my things is that's because he's not wearing the proper uniform i think he is wearing the uniform and the cops think he's in the wrong uniform no he's 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 displaying wealth but he's a black man no and they don't recognize him no i don't think that's it i think he's harassed because he is not wearing the he's not wearing the the suit and tie the businessman uniform yeah i can guarantee i have been stopped Uh uh-huh i've been stopped and because i was in uniform right the uh the police officers have treated me very nicely and they have uh spoken to me quite well and sometimes they might even say hey lou uh run along you know uh but that that happens when you do not look like the profile what and and that's that's very important so uniform is extremely important no matter how rich or poor you are trending insurrection